Hello and welcome to the How Many Light Bulbs Does It Take podcast. I am Master Chief Jen. I'm just Carrie. I'm Stacy. I'm Pod Prod GPT. We are going to talk about the mystery of left-handedness, possibly with a special guest. And then just Carrie will be presenting another segment of Tara Reed Search. Hey Pod Prod, can we talk to Lex about being left-handed? Absolutely. Having Lex back on the podcast to discuss being left-handed in a right-handed world will be both enlightening and relatable. I'm curious to hear a bit about her gaming experiences as well. It's always nice to explore these unique perspectives. All right. So today's topic is the mystery of left-handedness. And Alexis is our guest who happens to be left-handed. Welcome. Hello, hello. So Great to be here again. It's always wonderful to have you. Yes, welcome back. Welcome Yay. back. In front. <laughs> and side to side. Yes. So actually, I do have a couple of questions. I would like to start by asking, since you grew up outside of the United States, do you feel that there was a difference in how you were treated as a left-handed person? In Europe? Uh, no. I think the, the bias where nobody really thinks about left-handedness is universal uh globally (laughs) and some i'm sure in some uh cultures uh maybe treated worse but not not in europe it was just again an afterthought in terms of like available tools and uh design choices okay i just remember being in catholic grade school the best place to develop a young tiny mind where our seventh grade teacher told us that left-handed people were like affiliated with Satan. Mm-hmm. I've heard these things. And I remember there was at least one left-handed child in the class start crying. I just remember being like, oh my God, what's happening? And I didn't know that the the religion there, the Christianity, didn't like left-handed, left-handed people. Yeah, no, the Christian religion pretty much has been a bastion of inclusivity. Um, ever since its inception there. So, so yeah, left-handed people were considered to be you know, devils walking the earth, practically. I did yeah. find a little blurb on the internet that said some sociologists and psychologists theorized that left-handedness was associated with stubbornness and criminality. Yeah. And then um, some cultures consider even today that left hand, the left hand to be quote-unquote dirty. Well, and I think some of that came from, there's some cultures where if you're right-handed, you're supposed to wipe your butt with your left hand. Yeah. And vice versa, I would assume. I don't know about the vice versa, but the majority is the right hand. They'll do is they'll cut your right hand off if you're a thief. So you always have to like, all you have is your shit hand. Yeah. And that's, I think where the dirty, the dirty comes from. And there's something about Latin and sinister that I vaguely remember, but I don't, I don't recall any of that. There's something about left-handedness being sinister. And I think I grew up Catholic, um, but I think a little bit later than you. So I didn't get that messaging from church. I, was also, I also wasn't in a Christian school, but the, I don't remember pastors ever talking about left-handedness. And for my family, my grandmother on my mom's side is left-handed. So I think my parents were not of the sort where they were going to try to stop me from being left-handed because some people still do that, where if a kid starts writing with their left hand, they try to guide them towards using their right hand instead of their left. I just saw something honestly on Reddit last week where there was a picture of somebody who had taped up their kid's left hand so they would only write with their right hand. And I didn't go through any of that. 
Yeah, my brother was left-handed and in school and everything, they forced him to use his right hand. They didn't go to like those measures, no. but they forbade him from doing it. But. Yeah, and I can write with my right hand only because as somebody who grew up left-handed and seeing like, especially once I got into middle school and you've got your individual like desk, mm-hmm. um, like the, the desk we had in, in elementary school were the tabletops with a chair instead yeah, of you had with that, a little that, cubby it had a yes, cubby exactly. underneath yeah. for your stuff but when you get in the middle school that's when you get into that chair where it's a chair with a desk attached with a little armrest and it was only on the right hand side um and I think at that point I was like well this is stupid my arm is out here like in the air I don't have anything to rest it on when I'm writing so I should try to write with my right hand and so I did some of that in sort of middle school and high school so I can write with my right hand but because I don't do it regularly I don't have any stamina for it in my right yeah. hand um so I don't I don't know it's like if I really didn't start to notice my left-handedness until I got into like middle school where I got like these chairs and like I would notice like like scissors are a real problem they don't tend to work very well um so I think maybe in grade school I was trying to find the left-handed scissors where there was usually just one pair um but sometimes there were more than one left-handed person in the classroom so you're fighting over that one pair of left-handed scissors um because if you're trying to cut things in your left hand with a pair of scissors that are designed for a right-handed person, it tends to just fold the thing over mm-hmm. in between the blades rather than cut it. Um, unless you're real careful about holding it together in a particular way, um, it, it doesn't work well. So I think that's probably maybe where I noticed, but my parents weren't um, trying to make me change. And I like I did start to once I started drinking teas and coffees, that's when I started noticing like more often than not, the logo or the thing was facing me. So if I'm drinking it like this, nobody could see the cool thing on my mug except for me. But in some ways, it's kind of like, well, that's a private it's a private mug for me. Then nobody, <laughs> nobody gets to know it's on there because they, you, they would just get the, you know, the white side. And I'd have, oh, look, I've got something fun. You guys get nothing. <laughs> I think I remember our school might have had like one left-handed desk or something like that. And people would, you know, fight over that thing practically. But um, yeah, it's not just, it's not just those stupid desks you had when you were growing up that were just, you know, totally biased against the 10 percent Wikipedia says, and, you know, cause the, the, the source of all, all truth uh, uh, and all knowledge on the internet here, Wikipedia says about 90% of the world's population is righty. So, you know, you 10% are lefty, but so many just, you know, tools and, and, uh, uh, just so everything is pretty much made towards right-handed. Like, you know, when, when I was in, you know, I would go to the range with the military and my left eye is my dominant eye. So I would shoot the rifle left-handed. But when you're shooting your rifle left-handed, that means the shell's being ejected across your face. So, you know, there's just, it's not just inconvenient. It's, it can be dangerous in some situations. And, you know, so what kind of things have you run into just ordinary everyday life besides the coffee cup that are just really annoying? Just everything there are very few things that are there there are very few things that are universal when it comes to like tools and things so can openers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah you can open that thing with your right hand uh so scissors can openers um, i just say those are kind of hard for right-handers too some of them <laughs> yeah yeah, no, yeah. Um, <laughs> like even even soup lo- ladles that have a little spout on them the spout's yeah. only on the side if you hold it with your right hand right um if you think about american cars i've, I've wanted to go to like england and try to drive because 
everything's on the on the on the other mm-hmm. side in England <laughs> but here in America like you drive with your right foot you don't really need to use your your left foot that much unless you're driving a, a stick shift um mm-hmm. and even the stick shift is over there on the right hand side um your blinkers are over there <laughs> or wait is that the wipers I don't know I don't remember which one. Going back to desks real quick, what I used to do in college, especially if we were in those auditorium type classrooms where they have the desk you can pull out, where usually you just got the armrest so you could pull out the little desk. I would make sure that I sat with an empty desk on my left and pull out that one for the right-handed, for that chair next to me and use that to take my notes on. Uh-huh. I have one on the right. Um, and then they did start to, by the time I got to high school, they had a bunch of these desks that were universal. They were just the chair. And then it had a tabletop out here. There wasn't an armrest back here. And I'd get to class early and rearrange the room. So that chair would be where I was going to sit. If they had like, like changed the room into a circle at some point, and now everything's kind of scattered and around, I would try to get to class early so I could get one of those left-handed desks. So I wasn't fighting over it. I win. If there's another left-handed person here, too bad so sad it's for me and like even uh this particular computer mouse it's got a divot right here so this is only for your right hand this Mm -hmm. is not for your left hand um i used to mouse a little bit with my left hand i do have another mouse that's universal but it still has extra buttons on the right hand side so Mm -hmm. i'd have to use those with these fingers over here if i put it on the left hand side um and they have those for left-handed people like the the razor dogs and stuff but they're way more expensive yeah it's like being fat everything's just a little more expensive when you're mm-hmm. part of that percentage that's not the majority mm-hmm. um they just they they know they can charge you more because you don't really have other alternatives unless you adapt to do things another way conform um, conform 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 <laughs> yeah um and you can like mugs was another another thing that came up um I'm trying to look around the house and see if I can what, remember. What about gaming controllers? You know, I know they the fit feels right, but I mean everything's swapped. Well, and the main buttons that you use mm-hmm. is on the they're on the right. Yeah. Um, but since for most of us, that's the only that's how you had to learn how to play games in the first place. You right. kind of get used to it, but you do have to think about like that's not where my muscle memory strength is in general for other mm-hmm. things that I do. I don't use this hand for a whole bunch of other like stuff um so there's a little bit less like strength over there so maybe i don't react as fast over there i don't know i don't know if anybody's done any any studies about that um we should yeah and like i i run into things all the time where i'm just like oh yeah well i've got to just do that with my right hand and like one of the things that was fun for me when i was playing sports in high school i was on the tennis team and like when i played sports like neither hand felt particularly natural to me um so like when I played uh I got roped into playing softball one summer they only had the catching glove for the right hand mm-hmm. so I had to catch with my right hand and then try to throw or catch with my left hand and throw with my right and I can't throw with my right like at all and because I didn't have a, a right-handed glove what I would have to do is they had me in catcher position so I'm throwing balls like the entire game like just non-stop right um, if they get enough strikes. So what I would do is I would catch it in my left hand 
quickly toss it into my right hand and like I was going to throw it, but I can't throw it with this hand. I would bite the glove off with my mouth, toss it back in my left hand and then throw it. Um, and so like specialty equipment like that, if you start thinking about sports, like that glove situation, like they just didn't have a left, they didn't have a glove for a left-handed person. So a right-handed or a right-hand glove. Um, and then when I started playing tennis, they, they were trying to teach us, you know, forehands and backhands. And the backhand is just a weird thing in the first place, right? Uh-huh. I would just cheat and I would toss the, the uh, racket. racket, thank you, into my right hand. And I just had two forehands. So whenever you threw a ball at me, <laughs> you were getting a forehand back. Um, <laughs> nice. So like, even though the, the racket is universal, it doesn't matter. Like it's not designed for any particular handedness. Um, I think I had some advantages because I was constantly switching between my right and left brain just to navigate the world in the first place. And I think that's why they say, I think a lot of left-handed people have some measure of like ambidextrousness, ambidextrousiosity, <laughs> because we're constantly kind of switching in our brain because all, all these things that we kind of have to adapt to because the world's not made for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got, as, as a benefit, I got two left hands, two forehands in my tennis game. <laughs> That would have been fun to see on Wimbledon. Too bad you didn't see you know, you know, train just a little harder there. You know? yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, sometimes the ball's just moving too fast and you have to hit the backhand. But if I had if I had a split second, you were getting the forehand. Or two rackets, bro. That just we no, we played like that during practice all the time. Just to goof off. Yeah, I'm so a little stuck on, you know, if you're playing catcher, I hope you, I hope you had a catcher's mask on. Oh, one. Yeah. Yeah. But then not only do you have to try to bite the glove off, you got to flip your mask up or off and then bite the glove off and then you, throw the ball and then, you know, get yourself all resettled. That must have been a, you you're know. You're just adding time to an already long game. Well, no, <laughs> you can't. trying to throw somebody out. I mean, uh, when they when they swing for the bleachers and dribble it two feet in front of them, and you got to so, get out there and grab it and throw them out of first. You have to remember first, this is amateur, like summer league teenagers. <laughs> And none, everybody was in it for fun, not for like pro sportness. It was just a, a recreational league. Um, and I just kept the band uh, loose and I could just fling my head up and get the thing off. <laughs> Perfect. Sweet. So uh, there's all these little things you kind of just do naturally over time. Cause like I'm, I'm nearing 50. So I don't think about this stuff anymore until it's like really egregious. And I'm just like, Ugh, right-handed world. Um, so I do yeah. have a question. I recall you had a bowling ball. <laughs> Was that a specific left-handed bowling ball? So think about how they drill the holes in the bowling ball, which fingers are they for? The thumb and these two. Is one of those two bigger than the other? Well, yeah. So what you have is I had a ball. If I use the regular balls that they have there, like the free ones, I'm putting my big finger in the smaller hole, right? And so before I got my own bowling ball, what happened all the time is like this side of my, the right side of my, um, sorry, the left side of my middle finger would get red and sore and swollen because of the way it was not all the way in that hole. It couldn't get all the way into the hole because it's my bigger finger. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, y'all, y'all, brought, y'all, y'all brought it up. Um, <laughs> so 
I would, I would get irritation from my fingernail, like right where my fingernail meets skin at the top of that nail. And so after about 30 minutes of bowling, every single ball that I threw came with some pain. Mm, like your cuticle part or yeah the cuticle yeah that edge that's the worst Ah. that edge right there um but because I I actually really enjoyed bowling so and it it took until I was maybe like 10th grade before my parents finally caved and got me my own bowling ball um where the holes were drilled correctly where I had the the right size hole for the right finger (laughs) so yeah yeah and I, I kept that bowling ball until until we moved into the RV and we were looking for things that were going to be heavy and take up space that weren't used that often. At that point, I wasn't bowling too much. So I got rid of my left-handed ball. So when we went bowling, duck pin bowling, that was nice because a duck pin doesn't have holes in it. You just hold the ball like a, a shot put. Nice. But I do still enjoy bowling and I just put up with it. Like we had a bowling party for one of my birthdays and I just put up with that pain. So yeah, thank you for that question. <laughs> bringing it back memories that's what we do yeah bring, bringing up memories <laughs> that's what i'm here for that's what i'm here for yeah there are some advantages and so if you think about sort of queer relationships as long as i'm with a right-handed partner nobody has to like do any finagling to use their dominant hand <laughs> that's very important that's a really good sales point you know i mean wow now like now now you left-handed now when yeah when you're when you're in a relationship with somebody you gotta uh, flip a a coin who wants who wants to be (laughs) left-handed so we'll we'll let everybody know how that works out on the how many light bulbs does it take after dark (laughs) (laughs) and and because the vast population is right-handed i have a better chance of always landing a right-handed partner (laughs) there you go (laughs) the odds are in your favor and if i think i never had another left-handed partner so i have no idea what y'all go through (laughs) (laughs) like what does that look like you know when everybody's like how do how do how do two women have sex together i'm like how do two women who are both right-handed have sex (laughs) like is that is that like is that like uh like a game of twister like what's happening So yeah, it comes with some benefits. <laughs> if any of our loyal listeners would care to chime in about their own benefits about left-handed versus right-handed. <laughs> left-handed versus right-handed lovers. <laughs> HMLDIT podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, what the heck? At Master Chief Jeff on the Twitter. Let me know. <laughs> my dad, my dad was an avid golfer and he wanted me and my brother to learn how to golf and he had to have a special set of golf clubs made for me because again golf clubs have that angle on them right-handed so i think sports is a a big one where it kind of comes up i think maybe basketball and football doesn't matter that much baseball if you have the right baseball and softball if you have the right equipment doesn't matter too much like all of it's basically if you have the right equipment oh measuring cups glass measuring cups that have the numbers written on them they're only on the side the at least here in america they've got the imperial on the side that you can see if you're holding it in your right hand and it's got metric on the side you hold with your left so that's another place so the kitchen the kitchen and sports at least you make up for it in sex. <laughs> that's yeah, a good like fucking sports and then sex so yeah. 
yeah bonus and so like when I um we we took a woodworking class where we got to make a kitchen utensil Mm -hmm. and I made one specifically for a left-hander for me I made like the (laughs) there's a little divot where you hold it 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 feels good it's it's semi-universal it feels good either way but it feels really good if you hold it in your left hand um so that was nice that was fun what what kind of utensil it's just a, a wooden straight spatula with a narrow end so good for chopping up ground beef for a dog cool mm-hmm. notebooks they're better for me if they move over at the top because that that binding on the left hand side uh messes up oh, yeah messes up my handwriting so Those a lot of- aren't bound for people with lefties they started with selling <laughs> they started making they started selling left-handed spiral notebooks somewhere in the middle of my college career but what I would do instead is like if this was the front cover of the book and the spiral was over here on the left, I would just turn it over and sort of write from it from back to front if you were just looking at it normally. So that, that spiral was always on the right-hand side out of the way of my writing hand. Okay. Because yeah. this, this part of my hand all through school was covered in pencil graphite or pen, ink, Mm-hmm. I remember some of the contortions. Uh, I think that I, I knew one or two left-handed people they did the know, hook. growing up, you know, trying to, you know, curl their, heart, or their arm and their hand around so they could write and not drag their hand through, you know, the pencil or the pen. And like, it's only while been. sitting in a right-handed desk. So, you yeah, know, it's just, you know, the contortions to try and get notes taken. And it's only in the last 30 years that we've really done much better at creating inks that dry quicker so that you're, if you're writing over it, you're not getting it all over your hand. Because if you're right-handed, you're always kind of under your handwriting, depending yeah, on how you hold your hand. The trail of ink is behind your hand. Trail of yeah, it's behind it and it's above it, right? And as a left-hander, yeah. um, I, as I'm writing it, my hand is immediately going over top of it because I'm following my writing. So I, I love fountain pens, but I have to be very specific about the type of inks I use in my fountain pens, or I've got to do the hook. Mm. And like that, you'll see left-handed people turn their paper at like crazy angles. Yeah. Like a, a, a lot of times almost perpendicular, almost just like this. So I'm writing up. So writing's a challenge. I don't know. But again, like you adapt, like most things, you just sort of, because you have to keep going you just keep going so it's not really that big of a deal but it's annoying sounds like it's it's annoying it can it can run into some annoying things because a lot of again kitchen tools have angles on them or they've got writing on them that are best read if you're holding something in your right hand so yeah yeah and then in some cases it could be downright dangerous i mean like all the power tools i've used all the like the table saws all the uh, all the drill presses everything all it's all all the the emergency stuff is on the right hand side Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, if you're in the military and you're shooting that rifle left-handed, that shell's being ejected right across your face. So, uh, yeah. And even I went to like uh, gun safety classes, and all of the instruction that people give is for right-handedness, and they have to have a special little. Is there anybody left-handed? And talk about you know the eye thing and the that cross thing with the scope, and um, even yeah. We're going to a, a ceramics class on Monday nights, and the way that the wheel turns is to benefit right-handedness. They do make right-handed. wheels. 
turn the other direction. And when we first got into that class, because I've been to a, a pottery class where they had a wheel that turned the other direction. And when I got into this pottery class, I asked if these turn the other way. And the instructor said, no, none of these do. And it's better for you to learn how to do it right-handed anyway, because it's very rare that you'll run into a left a, a pottery wheel that will turn the other direction. So you need to learn how to do it right-handed. Um, and I was like, okay, I guess I did. So I did. And I think I have a harder time with it because it's messing with my, my right brain. <laughs> yeah. It's not natural for you to, for, to work with it to the spinning. Yeah. So yeah. I, th I thought you'd be interested to know that, uh, uh, I, I have absolutely no idea how to pronounce this word among the Inc Incas, but the left-handers, uh, and uh, especially around the, the Andes, you, you're considered to be, to have special spiritual abilities, including magic and healing. So the, the Incas did appreciate the left-handed people, but then, you know, along come the, the Western Europeans and the Spanish conquistadors and take care of them people in the Incas and take care of them, so, and bring all the prejudices. But, you know, not everybody hated the lefties. Not everybody. Just, uh, you know, it's just, uh, apparently even the, uh, in Russia, Lovsha, oh, yeah, I pronounced that right. It was a common noun for a skilled craftsman, but also means left-handed. There you go. I'm special. Yeah. So special. Freaking Western Europeans strike again with all their, uh, all their bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so apparently in personal hygiene rules in Islam actually require that you eat with the right hand and uh, wipe your, do your personal your hygiene with your left hand. Yeah, I knew it was one of those. Yeah, the, the in Christianity, the right hand of God is the favorite hand. The left hand is considered the hand of judgment. <laughs> <laughs> Here bastard. comes my hand of judgment. <laughs> That's your knife hand. Oh. <laughs> Oh, here's a good one. All right. In Protestant majority uh, parts of the United Kingdom, Catholics were called left footers <laughs> and vice versa in Catholic majority parts of Ireland and Irish America. So, you know, I think they could have come up with a better insult than left footer. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Although, that was lame. Uh, yeah, it's pretty lame. But uh, so apparently it stems from the fact that 19th century Europe, homosexuals are referred to as left-handed. Oh, so, well, oh, wow, there you go. Okay, that's so, that's so accurate. Yeah, that's <laughs> so apparently, all the people who were referring to the gays as left handed just didn't understand the benefits of the left handed and the right handed partners, you know, together. You know, like, well, so. yeah, oh, and so, so many. I'm still reading from that bastion of truth Wikipedia. Um, many left handed kids were forced to write and perform other activities with the right hands. Apparently, this conversion can cause multiple problems in the, in the developing left-handed child, including learning, learning disorders, dyslexia, stuttering, and speech disorders. All right. Way to go, forced conversion. Yeah, so didn't realize that. I know, I know that I've heard before that people, you know, try to force their left-handed kids because, you know, it's a sign of the devil to, uh, you know, use the right hand instead of the left hand. Didn't realize it could cause all those problems. Problematic. Well, oh, it's amazing what people can, you know, be, you know, the stupidity of biases and the stupidity. I mean, we all know that biases and discrimination is all fucking stupid anyway, but it is just, it's, it's, it's amazing the lengths we will go to to find something to discriminate against. Right? <laughs> Anything that's different. It's like different is beautiful. I love meeting people that are totally, you know, have something to teach me yeah. i don't want to hang out with people that are exactly like me because what are we going to do just sit there staring at each other you know <laughs> like i already know <laughs> we're like i really enjoy blah blah, blah. me too yeah me too, yeah. Me too. 
Me too. And that's, I think a lot of things for left-handedness are just sort of difficult, are a little bit difficult to make universal. Like measuring cups, they could absolutely make universal. Um, there's no there's no need for that. They could put the both imperial on, on one side and the metric on the yes, other. Yes, they could. On both 100%. sides like that. Yeah. Um, measuring tapes tend to be upside down if you use them in your left hand. Um, but I, you know, I've learned how to read upside down, so that's fine. Um, you could do a ladle with a thing on both sides too, a spout on. Yeah, that. absolutely. Um, and when people give me things to sign, they're always giving me like the pen for my right hand, and I'm all nope, goes over here. And like the same <laughs> thing with those those things, those terminals with the it's got the pen attached mm-hmm. to it. I've got to turn it around and do it on this side. And like I said, they're all kind of little things, but it's it's sort of like we talk about microaggressions mm-hmm. and racism. Like these little left-handed things are little left-handed microaggressions where it's like, Arr! like vegetable peelers tend to only be sharp on one side. So you can only use it in your right hand. Why isn't it mm-hmm. sharp on both sides? Yeah. Like it doesn't make any sense. And like Jen was saying, a lot of tools and power tools have all the safety, hurry up and stop things on the right side. Mm-hmm. um and the use side or whatever yeah oh my yeah, gosh what i play guitar handed. oh musical instruments yeah musical instruments i play it right-handed because i'm not Jimi hendrix oh my sweetheart and well, even if you, even if you are Jimi hendrix again he he changed the strings but all of the all of the buttons and the things are still they're on the top now instead of the bottom yeah Paul McCartney, who else is left-handed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but it's like every, even like a, a trombone, you know, the slides on on the right side. Even a, you know, trumpet. a trumpet, you know, you mm-hmm. you hold it with your right with your right hand because you know everything's. A, I, I guess a trumpet, you could probably. I think there's a couple things on the right hand side too. Same thing with uh, play it lefty, but like the spit valve empties on the right side or everything like that. I played saxophone and it it's best held on one side than the other. Yeah. Just everywhere. It pops up everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I think even the like the number pad on my on my keyboard. It's over yeah, here. It's on over the right. on the right hand side. <clears throat> yeah. So I was just looking a few things up on Amazon, and you know, it it does appear that uh, there people are more than happy to sell all the left-handed measuring cups and left-handed appliances. But yeah, well, they've totally inflated the prices. Um, but uh, you know, I can imagine part of that is, is supply and demand. If you have less demand, as in there's less left-handed people, it costs more to manufacture something. But yeah, well, it, costs, it, it, <laughs> it, it costs the same to manufacture it. It's just a matter of how many people will buy it. And because that number yeah. is lower. Yeah. You know, it, it, it apparently, apparently there's that quite a bit of markup to do the printing on one side versus the other yeah. for the measuring cups or the, uh, you know, sharpening the, you know, attaching the, you know, whatever, you know, sharpening the other side of the blade. Or the vegetable yeah. peeler. What was I going to look up? Sharpening both keyboards. sides. Keyboards. Um, mm-hmm. Kurt Cobain was a left-handed guitarist. There you go. And the thing no, is, that, some right-handed keyboards. I did like when I first started using computers. I was trying to mouse on the left, but the problem is that's fine where I'm at home. But if I have to go anywhere else to use a computer, it's going to be set up for a right-handed person. So I gave up that fight. Yeah, same thing. Left-handed keyboards, you can get them. You're going to pay a good $20 to $30 more. <laughs> yeah, so why bother? Like, I'll keep that money and just adapt. I'll be, I'll be the most flexible person in the world because of all this adapting I have to do. 
doing a quick Google search on famous left-handers handers oh, in history here. You know, you could make your own measuring cup and just call it Pilex. Yeah. Pilex. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All caps. Yes. Oh, who you got? Here we go. Babe Ruth, Ellie Keller, oh. Barack Obama. Okay. Yep. Lewis Carroll, Oprah Winfrey, Neil Armstrong, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Bill Clinton. Eh. <laughs> He's well, got that explains okay, the sex. Eh, Bill Clinton. <laughs> I think I, th- I think I think a large percentage of presidents have been left-handed. You know what? I, I don't care about any politician's hand shit. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them all. You know, I, I've known a lot of left-handed people throughout my life, like one, my, some of my brother's best friends and my friends. All in almost everybody I know that's left-handed is just so creative and brilliant. And you know, in all kinds of facets it's don't know why someone would say they were the devil when they're i mean just so brilliant that's because of like one thing yeah i just found another site speaking of people being you know the creative side i mean leonardo da vinci and pablo picasso also Mm -hmm. left-handed of course they also throw fidel castro there their number three is in their list but um not sure Fidel Castro rates to be up there with leonardo da vinci but uh, i'm not the one that did that silly list yeah (laughs) I mean, there's like you start talking about a cross section of the population, you're going to get the good, the bad, the weird, and the awful, you know. Like, oh, yeah, it was just kind of funny the way they ordered, you know, they had, you know, classic artist, classic artist, murderer, Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but uh, I just found an article that's this is from 2013 that's titled Two Thirds of the World Still Hates Lefties. 2013. 2013 wow. two-thirds of the world is a smithsonian magazine two-thirds of the wow. world still hates lefties and with the and climate today the um, all the hate i wonder if it's higher now <laughs> yeah if you could create a left-handed superhero what would their superpower be that's just you know now i mean oh, from our cool earlier question. conversation uh, i mean i'm thinking one thing but let's go uh <laughs> <laughs> is it is it sexual? <laughs> a left a left-handed superhero. Its only weakness is objects that are created for left hands. So if you tried to shoot it with a right-handed gun, it's impervious. <laughs> oh, cool. I like it. That is awesome. Try to stab it with some right-handed scissors or a vegetable peeler. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it bounces off of me. <laughs> but you come at it with a, 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 a right hand uh, uh, softball mitt and you just throw it at him. He just crumbles like, oh my God, I've been stabbed by a mitt. That's my kryptonite. That's my kryptonite. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix's original guitar. Oh my God. <laughs> that would be a pretty cool superhero it would be yeah. and then I, and of course nobody knows the secret no because you're not about to go advertise that i can yeah. so you heard bye you just look pretty <laughs> invincible for for a hot damn minute until someone figures that shit out that would be a great superhero what was that freaking movie with ben stiller and gina garofalo and Pee Wee Herman was in it, and they were all just these weird superheroes. oh my god yeah oh, that would be perfect for that movie <laughs> oh was it mystery men or something like that yes yeah. mystery men yeah yep all right god together we have a brain this is amazing that's great <laughs> teamwork make the dream work there you go
All right. Well, thank you so much. Yes, You're thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on again. Yeah, I'll, talk I'll talk to you all next time. Yeah. All right. Your Tara tidbit for the segment is Tara is five feet five inches tall, at least according to IMDb, which makes her taller than me. Well, mostly everyone is taller than me. So there's your Tara tidbit. All right, welcome to another segment of Tara Research, where I, just Carrie, go through the career of Tara Reed as penance for I was wrong, and I am sorry, Tara. And please reach out to me at justcarrieiis on the Twitter or at gmail.com. Thanks. Yeah, so uh, Tara Research was a, was a bumpy road this time, but not because of Tara. It never of, is, is it? Oh, no, no, it never is Tara's fault yet. And I will let you know when it is. But thus far, no, Mm-mm, not in this segment, but the, the watch, the things we had to watch, it was, it was rough. And we start with Devil's Pond from 2003. Got a 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. I got to watch it for free, thank God, through Freebie. And this was, a, I, I don't know if I would give it a 5.3. But mm-hmm. um, well, here's the thing. I feel that this was her first starring role. Mm-hmm. Because when the credits rolled, it was some schmucky guy and then Tara Reid. So to me, that means this is the first major role. Mm-hmm. And I think the story would have been good if they explored it from a different angle. Mm-hmm. Brace yourselves. We've got a spoiler tornado heading our way, courtesy of Just Carrie's Tara Reid search. If you're not a fan of spoilers, put on your spoiler-proof helmets and jump to safety by skipping ahead. Because he basically, like, she marries this guy and they go to this honeymoon in this cabin on a lake that's completely surrounded by water and it turns out she can't swim dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. and more like wah, wah. it was wah, wah, wah. <laughs> basically like i really wish they because he apparently stalked her and found out all this shit about her and knew that she couldn't swim before he booked the honeymoon and all this stuff but how I want to know more of his story of how he came to find her, how he romanced her, how he knew she couldn't swim, why he wants to isolate her on this island. Like that's some of the story that would have been really important to know. But like, and also like, how do you not, how do you marry someone and have them not know that you can't swim? That's true. So like, there's a lot, I feel like there's a lot of, this is a Swiss cheese movie. There's a lot of holes in it. Uh, but basically, she marries this guy. They're on their honeymoon on this island. He starts changing. He starts being controlling, won't let her leave. She, he sinks the, the boat that they use to get on the island. And then finally, fucking finally, she gets her shit together. She did a, a kind of crying scene where her hair covered it. So I could, can't really judge that one. But she did a full face crying scene. And I wrote, yes, yeah. well done. So keep it going Tara yay and then you know at the end she you know she you know realizes that she's the strong bitch that she is and they get into a fight um she winds up blowing his hand off which was awesome <laughs> and then um she just walked right the fuck off and got into the water and got the fuck off that island and I wrote overall enjoyed her performance but the movie itself was meh we next watched my boss's daughter from 2003 got a 4.7 out of 10 on IMDb I liked it better than Devil's Pond. Sorry, Tara, I did. Uh, she plays Lisa Taylor, basically the boss's daughter. I liked her in this role. I 
feel like she wasn't in it a lot, lot, but better, more, more than others. Um, there was some language that would not fly today, but she did not say those words. Good. Basically, she, the boss's daughter, and she cons Ashton Kutcher's character into house sitting so she can go be with her boyfriend. And then she goes out, comes back because she found out her boyfriend was cheating on her. And then he, she thinks he's gay. <laughs> and so she's like doing sexy dances on him and stuff. So I found that fart, part, that fart, I found that fart to be very funny. I found that part to be very funny. You can leave the fart in, but the, it's, it's what came out of my mouth. Um, it, it was better than terrible. So it was, a, it was mediocre, but she was good. So no complaints about this one other than it was meh, meh, meh. after that she did a movie called knots k-n-o-t-s from 2004 uh 5.6 out of 10 she plays a character named emily but i could not find it anywhere mm. it was sadness this like i said it was a rocky road for tara research this week because some of this i just could not find despite my best efforts and i had money to pay for these uh these other ones that they they've been trying to charge me for I was willing to pay for one this round. Uh, after that, she was in Quintuplets in 2004, uh, season one, episode 15, an episode called Teacher's Pet and Jen, You'll Be Amused. She plays Ms. Foley. Oh. <laughs> and I'm going to assume that she played the teacher in this. And I'm disappointed that it's not like somewhere I could find it. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. I thought it would be because like you could find everything. Yeah. Everything but Quintuplets and some of this stuff. But yeah. And next, we watched Alone in the Dark from 2005. It got a 2.4 out of 10 on IMDb, and I believe it is the lowest rated thing I've watched so far. She plays Aline Sedrak. I, I, I don't know. First scene inside a museum. Turns out she plays an assistant curator. There was a dramatic opening reading before the movie. It was very badly done, overly dramatic. I mean, it was, it was over the top even for a bad, overly dramatic reading. I mean, it sucked. It set the tone for the movie. It's, you, you know what? The, 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 Jen is right to say that. Also, I'm going, I, I wrote a note saying flip phone still in use in 2005. Who, who read it? Who we read don't it? know. It was oh. The Voice. I believe it was Christian Slater, though. It was a Christian Slater? I want to think oh, it was God, Christian Slater. Christian, he was the male lead in the movie, and it sounded like it was his voice reading the over-the-top, overly dramatic, overly horrible it's just dramatic reading you know what let's just get to the point this whole movie fucking sucked i mean tara was good in it because she came across as like a like first like she's an assistant curator and she knows things and she's helping them through all this bullshit and she's badass there's a badass shooting scene it was very lara croftish and then i wrote after that because she plays his girlfriend um this is a dumb fucking movie this movie is one hour and 36 minutes and i feel it's 45 minutes too long rated too high should have been rated 0.24. <laughs> Tara Reed is highly underutilized in this movie. Uh, reused anal foot. Oh, aerial. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I meant to say reused aerial footage, but I wrote reused anal footage. There was no butt play in this movie. It would have made it a lot better. But um, they just they, they reused the aerial footage throughout, like, and I was just annoyed with that. I was like, it, it was lazy. That's some lazy movie making, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And at the bottom, I wrote turd. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Tara. This movie fucking sucked. And you were great in a turd. You made that turd shine. 
but it was still a turd. She well, no, she was the one little shiny point of the turd, but I would not say she made the turd shine. It was just a turd. <laughs> no, you know what? <laughs> she made the I'm turd talking. tolerable. No, not even right. No, it wasn't a turd because of her. She was no. She, she was. She actually played a pretty badass character, but she yes. once again was underutilized, and it's just a case of when just, you know a, a a a good performance or a good actor cannot save a piece of shit production <laughs> it, was, it was fucking horrible the story was stupid it jumped all over the place christian slater what the fuck it was just this is the biggest turd i've ever watched in my whole life wow i'm gonna have to watch it now what, what did you watch it on freebie I'm gonna, yeah. freebie and it's also on amazon prime if you have amazon prime mm-hmm. prime video if you have amazon prime so i think we watched it through amazon but yeah, that was the biggest fucking turd I've ever watched. And I'm sorry, Tara, but that movie just sucked a dick. But then, oh, thank God. I couldn't, I couldn't end Tara research on such a fucking shitty note. <laughs> so I am not even exaggerating. I forced watched 11 episodes of Scrubs so I can end it on a great note. Yes. So she was on Scrubs from 2003 to 2005 a total of 11 episodes scrubs is rated 8.4 out of 10 and that is rightly so that is a joyful show i'm going to rewatch the whole series she plays danny sullivan and she's first seen standing in an elevator with jd the entire time she was on the show she was great she, was she I, like like you saw her character like start at one point and end at a completely different like they were a completely different person mm-hmm. and it and she just flowed right through it and it was awesome and it was fun it was very redeeming for the turd of alone in the dark she's got some comedic chops i mean he was was, funny. Uh, she was funny and i i feel they used that i feel she was properly utilized yeah yeah she was really good in that i enjoyed was, her i mean i really hope that's like kind of like how who she is like at least the beginning when she was first when she started because she was so cool and fun and funny and like i'm gonna watch the whole series because she was so awesome on it i love that show i've seen every single episode multiple times it's a great show and and that is the end of tara research thank you tara it's been fun so there's something i actually have a question for tara so when you reach out to carrie there's something i would like to ask you so uh, a while ago i watched this movie that starred uh dom pc and varun saranga and i promised varun when I met him, that I would never say the name of this movie again because it sucks so bad. One of the big stars in it doesn't want the movie ever mentioned again. It's like the Lord Voldemort of movies. <laughs> um, so I'm just wondering, Tara, is there a movie that you've done that you feel the same about? Let us know. We want to thank Lex for coming on. And yeah, you can reach us. Uh, you can reach me at Master Chief Jen. On Twitter, you can reach the podcast at HMLDIT podcast on Twitter. You can email us at HMLDIT podcast at gmail.com. Hey, Tara, email us. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find us on the web at HMLDIT podcast.com. So, all right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> you all right? Yeah. All right. Make sure you put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making the cut. All right. All right. Bye, goodbye. Y'all.